1: Hello, and welcome to the Just Glow With It podcast, where the spiritual and physical glow up happens. My name is Jasmine, and I am a certified life coach, podcast host, and lifestyle and wellness enthusiast. As your go-to gal for all things glow, I help women to cultivate a high-vibe mindset, create abundance, practice self-love, and manifest the reality of their dreams by sharing my wellness and lifestyle tips and secrets to living my best glow life. If you are a modern-day spiritual woman, then this is the podcast for you. And if you're ready to embrace all the high vibes and glow like never before, then keep on listening. As always, remember to just glow with it hello everyone welcome back to another episode here on just glow with it before we get into this episode i just want to say thank you so much for all of your love and support on the last podcast episode i did with my boyfriend i got such positive feedback from that episode you girls seem to really enjoy it and i'm so grateful to know that it helped a lot of you in many different ways and i am just so so thankful for all of your love and your support it means more to me than you will know but moving on to today's episode i am so excited because i have another special guest on the podcast and you girls are going to absolutely love her in today's episode i am chatting with arielle simone arielle is a wellness connoisseur holistic nutrition coach certified personal trainer speaker and creative writer and as a nutrition coach and personal trainer she not only helps you to change your relationship with food but revolutionize the way that you nourish your mind, your body, and your soul. So she teaches you how to change your whole lifestyle, to live holistically, live more consciously, and live your best and most aligned life. And Arielle is a huge advocate for holistic nutrition and conscious living, and I actually found Ariel through Twitter. She has over 30,000 Twitter followers, and she posts nothing but inspirational, motivational content, She's actually leading a 30-day workout challenge on Twitter if you want to check it out. I think she's like on day 17 or something, so there's still time to do all that. And she just posts like smoothie recipes and wellness tips and all of this like motivational stuff that I love to consume and to read. So definitely check her out on there. And I am so excited to just share all the gems that she dropped in this episode. So definitely take out your notebooks, take out your pens because she shares very valuable information that I know I have begun to implement into my own life already and I am just so excited for you girls to hear what she has to say and all of that. So in today's episode, we are chatting about her journey from being in the modeling industry and having a huge health crisis which led her to doing the work that she is doing right now and we are talking about the power of living in alignment to your higher self and living intentionally and consciously and all of that. How to nourish your mind, body, and soul, how elevating your diet will elevate your entire life, and how to tap into and listen to what your body wants and needs, and also overcoming emotional eating, and how to learn to eat in harmony to your body, not your emotions, and how to just change your mindset around healthy eating and living consciously and more holistically and she shares some really amazing healthy lifestyle habits that you and I can start today for your mind, your body, and your soul. So she kind of shares her morning and evening routines, her health, her habits that help promote and nourish her mind her body her soul detoxing on social media and all of these things that she lives by and that she does she shares it all with us in this episode so i am excited for you girls to get to know arielle and if you would like to connect with her more i am leaving all of her social media her website everything in the show notes so definitely check her out i know you guys are gonna love her so without further ado let's get into this episode
2: Hi Ariel, how are you? I'm good. I am good. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm so excited for this conversation.
2: Yeah, me too. I feel really good. I'm in a great mood.
1: I also would love for you for you to like introduce yourself, tell us like who you are and stuff and what you do. And-
2: Hi, my name is Ariel Simone and I am a holistic nutritionist. And I teach people how to eat for energy and how to nourish the mind, body, soul. I started off, well, as far as my certifications go, I am a NASM certified personal trainer. I am also certified in like SHUIN, which is like this indoor cycling certification. I'm also, in, yeah, I'm certified in group fitness as well as Zumba because I used to teach Zumba to kids for a while. And I'm certified at the Integrative Institute of Nutrition, so IIN, and that's how I became a holistic nutrition coach. So those are my most important um, certs. I have other certs that's that's a little bit more on um, the physical education side. But um, yeah, that's most of my certs. And as far as my journey goes, I started off as a model. I was- Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I used to be a fashion model. So um, I did a little bit of commercial here and there, but for the most part, I was on print and fashion. And everything was going really well. Um, Well, not really. It actually wasn't going that well. Um, I was struggling in that industry. I was very, very thin, very sick, very malnourished. Um, It was going well, because at the time, I thought that that's what I wanted. At, mm-hmm. at 21, you cannot tell me I was not going to be the next Naomi Campbell, and that was so important to me. I'm like, oh, I was on America's Next Top Model. I was like, I am going to kill this shit, and come to find out, it was. I got eliminated after the first episode, and I just, I wasn't happy at all like i was extremely thin i was very um i wasn't strong i was sick a lot like it took me nothing to get a cold and i was often times very dehydrated so one time i was in paris and i was on my way to the eiffel tower it was a long day of work of visiting different agencies and i just literally just passed out in a starbucks and oh, wow. It was insane. I was on FaceTime with my mom. You know, I'm the only I'm the only English person and I'm the only one that speaks English in the Starbucks. Everyone helped me out. I was in a hospital for a very long time and it, it really hit me that um, I have to come back to the States and I have to take care of my wellness and like my actual health, like get up on it. So I started reading a lot of books on um, fitness. I got a gym membership and then I just became NASM certified as a personal trainer and I was like oh I love this but I noticed the more clients I got that the best way to see progress is through diet and lifestyle changes so I noticed like a lot of my clients they were building like they were toning up and building definition but it wasn't much much progress because their diets was Mm -hmm. was the same so you know like Abs, all that good shit is really made in the kitchen. Like they say that like, oh, abs are made in the kitchen because it's true how we eat affects our bodies. It affects our mood and it affects the way we think and feel. So um, that's what kind of transitioned me into this journey and then I also suffer from like IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome and leaky gut syndrome. So a lot of the times, like I just sh- struggle with gut health bad. So then I have to find a way to like heal myself through that. And the more research that I did, the more I realized, like, it's very important to eat intuitively and to be very intentional with the things we put into our bodies and the habits that we create.
1: Right. Um. I love that. I want to get into like intuitive eating and our habits and stuff like that. But before that, I want to backtrack a little because I did not know you were on America's Next Top Model.
2: Mm-hmm. I was on there for one episode. I think it was season 13 or 14. It was the one where um, it was the first time guys and girls were able to be on it at the same time.
1: Oh, okay. And would you say your experience on the show was it like a turning point for transitioning to what you're doing now or like what how was your experience on the show and like how did it affect your wellness and like where you are now
2: um you know what's crazy like i'm a firm believer in alignment and divine timing like even down Mm -hmm. to this conversation right now like i just feel like everything happens the, the way it's supposed to and we're where we are right now for a very good reason so I felt like at that time I was where I was supposed to be I was supposed to be doing America's Next Top Model I was supposed to be in that realm so I can learn that modeling is just not it's for me my personal experience on the show like it just felt very um catty and it felt mm. very like be a personality when all I wanted to do was be a model. And it was more like, oh, like they were asking me things like, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? And I would be like, why? Straight up, why? I'm from Brooklyn. I'm I, I'm very, very kind. I'm a very nice person, but my tolerance for the bullshit is at an all time low. I'm like, why? Why you want to know what's the craziest thing I've ever done? What does, what does that have to do with me taking a picture? Like Cardi B said, what is the reason? <laughs> what is the reason? <laughs> like, it don't make no sense. You want me to turn up on this show? <laughs> like, no. Right.
1: And that could actually damage your career.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, my, and then when I got off the show, I was like, look, I want to take modeling even more serious. Like, I'm going to be a model. Then I noticed the more I delved into that career path, like, it was very, like, be a mannequin. Don't talk. Don't do anything. I am. I, I'm a talker. So, I just don't know how to not have personality. Like, I just felt bland and I felt like I wasn't inspiring anyone. I felt like I wasn't doing shit. It was very unpurposeful. And that's a huge part of wellness, too. Like, when you have a job that doesn't feel like it's fulfilling and it's not treating Mm -hmm. you in a certain way, like, your emotional wellness goes down, your self worth goes down. Like, and then you start making annoying decisions and decisions that don't align with who you wanna be. So I just had to like transition out of that and start focusing on things that made me happy and things that are in alignment with my wellness and modeling, eating very, very little. Like all my friends that were models that are still models, like no shade to them, love them, love what they're doing. But some of them don't even get their periods, you know, and I'm just like, that's not normal. You know, Mm -hmm. So it's just like everything happens for a reason and I feel like I need it to pass out in Paris, for me to realize, like, this is not a joke. You're very, very young and very, very sick.
1: Right. I don't know what your opinion on this, but I feel like you were probably getting signs that modeling and what you were doing was not for you, but maybe you weren't listening. And that's why you passed out. And it was so extreme. Because you, you needed to pay attention to what you were doing. So it was like, you know, like a Pivotal moment for you. Absolutely,
2: it's the universe, it's divine timing, and it's God. Like saying, yeah. like, like sis, you, you're unintentional right now. You're moving mm-hmm. out of alignment. You're moving out of like you just you're being very mindless right now. And then I noticed not even to sound cheesy, like the moment my diet changed, my time and my attention changed, and the things I paid more attention to, everything else in my life started feeling a lot more nourishing. Like I read better books, I listened to better podcasts, I had better conversations, and even the quality of my friendships and my relationships Elevated because now I am taking my body and my life a way more serious. I won't call you on the phone and gossip. I don't know the name of Kim Kardashian's latest child. I'm not really sure. What I do know is that I have to cut this conversation short and steam my vegetables. I feel like reading my book. I need to set my morning routine, my nighttime routine. Like things became transitioned into other areas of my intent, transitioned into other areas of my life, and that's what, I.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I feel like that shows how how much you love and value yourself, that you're not willing to sacrifice what makes you feel good. I love that. That's definitely something to aspire to to do and be like. So I love that for yeah, you.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's not easy, but the second you start setting it out and changing your habits, it's a wrap after that. But the universe wants this for you. I mean, mm-hmm, like, abundance abundance <laughs> is nature's way. They're like, Excuse yeah. me, I'll move move out the way. I'm ready for you to be abundant. <laughs>
1: Honestly, you get out the way.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, speaking of uh, what you do and all of that, I would love for you to break down to our audience what exactly holistic nutrition is and what is conscious living. And why do you think that it's important for us to implement this way of life into our own lives? And I know you kind of touched a bit on how it changed uh, your life when you started living this way. But if you want to elaborate um, a little bit more on that as well. Okay. So
2: um, holistic nutrition and conscious living um, is more so um, being very intentional. Like I love that word intentional. I think it's being very aware and Focused on like being learning how to tap in and tune into your body and what exactly it's telling you. And it's also being aware of the areas in your life that are lacking. So, what that looks like, holistic nutrition is the diet or the lifestyle because diet is not just something that is, you, you just go on and then you quit. Like, diet is the way you eat period there's there's good diets and then there's bad diets like diet is the way you eat so I think holistic nutrition and conscious living looks like having a lifestyle diet that moves in alignment with your higher being as in like your higher self and not to even like less like I am a super spiritual person but to even to like dumb it down a bit and just be a bit more practical it's about eating in harmony with your body and not in harmony with your feelings
1: wow that's powerful yeah
2: yeah that it's it's it is pretty powerful and it's 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 the road less commonly traveled for sure and the reason why that's super important to eat for your body is because our bodies are always talking to us they're always communicating with us when we have an ache it's communicating with us when we have a headache or a migraine or we're thirsty or our mouth is dry like it's it's consistently communicating with us hey sis i'm thirsty hey bro it's time to eat hey Move your body. You know, I'm cramping up right now. I, I could really go for some movement right now. If you start noticing that like, you're craving certain types of foods, like what is it that you're ultimately craving? Are you really hungry, or are are or are you sad? Or are you depressed? Mm-hmm. Or are you unfulfilled at your job? Or do you want romance? Or do you want friends? Or a good laugh? Like, what is it? And it's learning how to tune in. And navigate through those those emotions to be able to tell what it is that you ultimately need and that your life needs. Cause everything feeds us, the television shows we watch, the conversations we have, the food we eat, like that's what makes it holistic and not just like, I, I don't just teach people how to eat, I teach people how to eat and live, how to, you yeah. know, for like eat and live for energy. So, and just for like love and wellness and just nourishment pure pure nourishment, and that's that's what holistic nutrition is mind, body, and soul nourishment, and then conscious living is just being a lot more in tune and aware with what's going on in your own temple from working with
1: clients, what have you found to be some of the more common struggles and issues that? people are dealing with when it comes to trying to transition into this lifestyle and like you know being more conscious and eating holistically and all of that like what are the common
2: um for starters one thing with all my clients including myself because I am above no one is we are emotional eaters We just are. It's a part of life. We are emotional eaters. If we are sad, sometimes we eat a certain way. If we are happy, we eat another way. But it's really, really, really important for us to eat foods that are nutrient dense. A lot of it is mostly emotional eating and not understanding where those emotions are ultimately coming from. A lot of people struggle with self-discipline. And that's because I think like they have this idea that self-discipline is something that you need to like achieve. It's something that you have to just go and get and work hard for. But self-discipline can be in small daily changes. Placing your phone on the other side of the room, like setting an alarm clock, like reading before bed, like turning off all the screens an hour before bed. like those little changes help us digest our food better stress out way less and stay rooted and grounded to who we are and like small things like meditating for five minutes a day those small little lifestyle habits helps us create a diet that will last forever like a diet that works with us that's forever so we don't have to go on like a, a quick Mediterranean diet or a paleo diet or like something like quick like this is like the diet of a lifestyle of a lifetime right yeah everyone like all of my clients consistently struggle with emotional eating but they also um after working together they start to notice and listen to how their bodies react to certain type of foods i i am not one of those nutritionists that's like don't eat this only eat this i'm like how do you feel Offer it you ate that just now how you feel can you can you go for Mm -hmm. a run did it give you energy Are you tired and sluggish? Do you want to sleep? Mm. A lot of people eat foods that make them very tired, or a lot of people don't even realize that when their diet changes, their cravings change. You start to realize, like, those chips don't even taste the same now that you start eating more fruits and vegetables. That candy is it tastes a little weird now that you make. yeah. That's so you true. You know, you you drink water for six days straight, and on that seventh day, you drink that juice. You gonna go, damn! This juice is sweet as shit. <laughs> that
1: is so true. I've definitely had moments like that. Like, wow, I used to like one thing that I used to drink a lot, like in high school, was Powerade. And I don't drink it as much anymore. But when I do drink, I'm like, how in the world did I yes. drink this like water back in the day? so yeah
2: yeah no no I agree like it's like what this shit it's strong kind of so I I, it definitely your diet changes your cravings change and um people just aren't very conscious they're not very aware they they eat their foods and they're on the phone scrolling they eat their foods and they're watching tv Mm. like they're not even paying attention to like the texture of their food what's actually on their plate and like seeing food as fuel and not really like as therapy a lot of people see food like therapy like oh like i worked all day at that shitty ass job i'm about to order me some fried chicken and i'm definitely getting the cake on the side like that's how they feel like food is some sort of like reward like it's like oh wow i you know what i mean like oh i i, I just did this shit all day i'm definitely eating my chips at the end of this like that it's that anxiety it's that feeling like you deserve something that's unhealthy for you like,
1: yeah, and I think that goes back to what you were saying about how you teach people not to eat, but to live, and how like your your job affects like other aspects of your life. Like you said, um, you know, working at a shitty job and then coming home and being like, I deserve this meal, yeah. like it all affects like, other aspects of absolutely.
2: Absolutely, a lot of the times, people think they want salty, crunchy chips. But they're actually just super aggravated and they have just a lot of tension in their head and in their jaw and they just wanna release it. Like even people who want to chew on gum a lot, you just have a lot of tension. And if you are tension if you have a lot of tension and aggravation in your life, like where is it coming from? That's like the most important question. Like, are you are are you upset or do you feel like emotionally unsatisfied with your job, with your partner, with your friendships with your your parents like what is it really
1: and so what would tangible tips or first steps to quit emotional eating and really eat for your body like if someone is stressed and they want you know something salty what would your advice for them
2: i would offer it in a one-on-one session i would be like what's your diet like and nine times out of 10, if they crave something salty, they don't eat salty vegetables. They don't eat um, with sal- salty foods, period. They don't even eat sour fruits. They just d- don't have a well-balanced diet. Therefore, that's when that craving chimes in. So I would ask them that at first, like, what's your diet like? The second thing that I think is super practical that everyone can start immediately is to take a moment. And just like literally a 30 second to 60 seconds, one minute, a moment and drink a warm glass of water. You want to get fancy, throw some lemon slices in it and just drink a warm glass of water and just see how you feel. Just see how you feel. Just think like, do I really want these chips or am I hungry for some actual food or am I really aggravated? And if I am aggravated, what can I do? Next thing you can do is add some deep breathing, some meditation. And my ultimate favorite is movement. Sometimes you're just super aggravated or you're stressed or you're sad. You'll be amazed what like five, 10 minutes of movement can do. Just getting up and stretching. You're like, damn, I wasn't even hungry. I'm just annoyed, (laughs) you know? And And then it's this idea of just like social media that keeps us on this consistent thumb scrolling kind of like treadmill of like just staying in the same space like being comfortable when not doing much looking at other people live their lives like it's this notion that like why do I, why do i need to pay attention to what i want in my life like when it's so much easier to look at other people
1: that that definitely makes sense and i definitely have been there so for someone wanting to change their lifestyle cuz it is a lifestyle change not a diet what do you think that first step needs to be for it to happen? Is it is it taking inventory of what their diet is like and like their triggers and issues, or what do you what would yeah, you say? Yeah,
2: I say the first thing is um, to start learning how to tune into your body, and what that looks like is just taking either a mental or a physical inventory of how you feel before you eat. And how you feel after mm-hmm. you eat and what you're eating. So that just, like, mm-hmm. it's so important to just understand how you feel before you eat. Like, are you really hungry? Are you annoyed? Are you happy? Like, what are you doing? And then are you cooking your meals? Or are you eating out? Because that also has its own energy as well. And then... After you eat, like how tap into how you feel. Like, did you go from sad to happy? Did you go from happy to sad, or did you literally go from sad to sad? Are you, did, it, did it fulfill mm-hmm. nothing? You know, because that's sometimes the case. Like, we'll get sad or angry, and we'll binge on the ice cream. We'll body a whole family size bag of chips, but then afterwards, still feel unfulfilled. Why is right. that? Because you're not eating the things that you're you really really want, you really really do want a new job, you're over the shit. It doesn't align with what you want. you don't know how to get what you want. you're not sure what to do you know or you you mm-hmm. you just want to set a new friends, you want a new tribe, someone that speaks your language, you want to laugh a lot or sometimes you you just want some intimacy.
1: And it's all like the only way to truly understand what you really want is to take inventory and you said like document how you're feeling and what you're eating and what the result of that is. That's that's actually a really good um activity for people to try i think i'm gonna try that because i definitely my eating habits are not where i want it to be and i think that will be very helpful to do yeah for sure
2: just like a mental note, or even writing it down in your phone just thinking like how do i feel before my meal and how do i feel after my meal and just like seeing like okay where's where's the correlation what changed what happened you know, and that's what's happening looks like. Like, so many of us don't even realize how certain foods make us feel. You know, I'm just like, oh, how do you feel afterwards? I don't even know. Like, I didn't even check. I just kept going on with my day. And it all comes
1: back to being conscious and aware
2: and intentional, like yeah, you say. Yeah, and super intentional. Sometimes people aren't intentional it- until it's time to be. Until you're like, damn, like, like I'm a pre-diabetic. Yeah. Damn, my blood pressure's through the roof damn like that's when people are just like okay let me let me pay attention now but it it, it truly your diet is truly like a lifestyle thing
1: i'm sure many people can relate when i say this but for me what's been difficult to change like my lifestyle and my diet is the idea that eating healthy is really hard or it's boring or like my food won't have flavor Mm -hmm. and i have to sacrifice that what is your advice for people struggling with that perspective? And did you deal with it? And how, you know, how do you overcome that notion that eating healthy is is all of these mm-hmm. negative things? Okay,
2: so the way I dealt with it was because even on quarantine, even now, I'm just like, damn, I got like four meals that I could really, really cook well. And then you start realizing, like, damn, I I can't really cook that many things very well. Like, I'm running out (laughs) of recipes. Like, it's boring to try to cook something else. Or, like, I I just don't know. A lot of people just don't know where to start. They just don't know to go into the grocery store and what to buy. They don't know what will taste good. They don't want to waste money. And then the shit doesn't taste good. But I do feel like to start creating the habit Requires a bit of um, self discipline and also to just change the I- the idea of like healthy food being bad. Off the strength of um, just just processing what's happening in your life right now, taking a moment to process. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you haven't been eating healthy, right? And and what 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 has it got you? Like, where are you at with it? Do you like it? Do you do you feel good? Mm-hmm. Do you feel agile? Like, are you happy? And once you start realizing how your diet has gotten to you, to where you you are at now, just how can I improve it? How can I improve it? Like, let's say you absolutely love your chicken. There's nothing that can make you Mm -hmm. give up chicken. You need it. It is what it is. That's fine. But how can we make it healthier? How can we take it to the next level? And that thinking will allow you to transition slowly into like better eating habits. So I love my chicken. Instead, I'm going to make it a little bit more plant based. I'm going to add more veggies. I'm going to eat it with a salad today and being that I love chicken so much and I might fuck around and have it tomorrow. I'm going to have it with some roasted sweet potatoes tomorrow and sauteed kale with a little bit of mixed peppers and onions. Oh, oh, that was four vegetables. Okay, so I'm not I'm getting up there with the vegetables okay and then the next day oh I really really want a steak I'm going to have it with a sauteed brussels sprout and some mushrooms
1: wow I love that that my I never thought of it like that like how can I make this a little bit better I always is like it's either right. good or it's bad, like there's nothing in, and I think that's such a self-sabotaging oh, behavior so that's really i love really that i love that you
2: said that for real, because it is so self-sabotaging and now you start thinking oh i don't love myself clearly i don't love myself clearly i don't want to change because i can't eat salads all week like it just creates this like failure i'm not doing it right mentality when that's not the truth that is not the truth the only thing you have to do is just try to like start from where you at okay how can i just make this a little bit more healthier? boom. And then I promise everyone, everyone who hears this, the second you start changing your diet and adding more whole fruits and vegetables, you'll start to notice that you won't want old shit that you've had. You won't want a lot of the the super, super unhealthy foods anymore because your, your body will literally be like, no, not into it. You've been feeding me this good shit. I really, really love this. <laughs> and it will naturally start to reject anything that doesn't serve you.
1: That's very true. Going back to like the self-sabotaging thing, I feel like oftentimes we put these unrealistic expectations on ourselves. Like, okay, I'm going to go one week from eating fast food every day to eating completely plant-based the next. And it just, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Mm -hmm. So I think your approach and your perspective is so, so powerful and helpful and way more tangible than thinking Like, than trying to go from like A to Z. Yeah,
2: for sure. Like, meet yourself halfway um, and just like start where you're you're at. And another thing is like, when I used to feel the opposite, I used to just feel like, like what you said, like, let's just full blown transition, let's go from A to Z. This is the best way for results. But then it keeps you very inconsistent and it also takes steps you out of like tuning in with yourself instead you're just forcing yourself to do something you're not really understanding why your body is like what's going on but when you're a lot more intentional you start paying attention to how you feel like okay i had chicken with french fries i had fried chicken i had french fries how do i feel mm-hmm. i'm a little mm-hmm. tired but then tomorrow i noticed i had the fried chicken with a salad and cucumbers and carrots and onions and I feel a lot better like you'll just start to notice like that's why it's so important to like pay attention to how you feel
1: yeah I wanted to ask you like since changing your whole lifestyle and everything what have been like aside from feeling good and stuff what has been like some of the biggest changes or benefits from changing your lifestyle conscious living Mm -hmm. and all of
2: that um to be honest the best things that has changed has been my skin and my depression all throughout 2018 i was like pesca vegan like well pescatarian but not eating really cheese or dairy um or eggs or anything like that and um i still was like very 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 depressed and that also goes to show like your diet makes a huge difference but so does like lifestyle changes so building like healthier habits and i noticed that i was like eating even though i took out meat I wasn't really eating plant based I wasn't eat I was like stuck on french fries. I was stuck on biscuits. I was stuck on like bready carby foods and not really like a lot of vegetables and fruits and it had a direct link to my mood like I was just in a very dark space. And my skin was, like, breaking out in nasty hives. Like, it was just bumps everywhere on my cheeks and on my forehead and around my eyes. And I am just like, look, like, my skin looks a hot-ass mess because my insides is a hot-ass mess. My gut is in, mm-hmm. My gut is in shambles. I have no routine going on. I'm very, very unhappy. And I work at a job that I hate. At the time, I just was, like, not really sure what I wanted to do. Um, I had like a house fire and everything, I lost everything. So I just wasn't really sure what direction to go in and who I was with nothing. Like, who, 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 who are you when you don't have any of your material things? So for a while, I was just like very down and out. But then I started changing my diet to go from like not eating meat And eating carbs to not eating meat and eating a lot more vegetables, a lot more fruits. And that transition alone cleared up my skin. It cleared up my mood. And, like, just mental clarity. Like, everything was just, like, a lot more clear. And, like, I I can see things for what they were. When you're depressed, you don't see things for what they are. It's all lies. Like shit is like lying to you. It's telling you that things are worse. It's telling you that things aren't going to be better. And it's telling you to stay comfortable where you're at. Whereas getting out of that, through just a simple diet, change, just from adding more vegetables, I just started to feel like, okay, I I can do this. This can work. And just like entirely like optimistic energy came into my life just through eating vibrant foods.
1: I love that for you. It sounds like I think you said this on your somewhere on your website that food is medicine and I feel like this is a perfect example of how
2: so true. Mm-hmm, for sure for sure like the, yeah the body is incredible. You know, we can get super drunk and i will still know to wake up the next day. Like we can do whatever we want to our bodies yeah. and it, it's it's incredible the way our bodies are. Like it's truly a machine. So you just have to like a beautiful, complex machine, but we just have to feed the machine with foods that feel good for it.
1: And there's like no way around that, like no diet pill, you know, things to fix it. There's
2: no shortcut. And you shouldn't even really want a shortcut. I used to want a shortcut. I used to be like, yo, how can I just lose this weight really quickly? Or how can I just get this over with? But it, it it takes out of your journey. Mm-hmm. It completely strips you of getting to know yourself.
1: And you may look pretty on the outside, but on the inside, you're still going to... Yeah,
2: you still feel shitty. You still feel unaccomplished. And that's another reason why social media, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so like, oh, fuck social media. Sometimes I get into my little weird mood because social media keeps us complacent sometimes, you know? Like, depending on who you follow and what you're doing on there, it's so easy for you to just. Stay on there for hours, and you just it didn't even hit you that you didn't get much done.
1: And how have you found that balance? Because I know a lot of the work, like you and I do, is on social media, and it's part of our job. So, how have you found that balance of not being consumed and maybe not like letting it get like letting it negatively impact Um, you? Um, the
2: first thing I did with my social media was I did like a deep cleanse, and it's so funny because at the same time I was doing a cleanse with my body, like I was on this detox cleanse and. I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna detox my body, I'm gonna detox my social media, and my phone. So I went and deleted things that no longer serve me and I stopped following people that didn't serve me. If they didn't, if they weren't positive, going for after what they wanted, or eating clean, or exercising, or meditating, or adrenaline, or doing the things that I like to do, I wasn't following them anymore. I, if I start noticing, mm-hmm. damn, you complain every day, I'm not following you no more. <laughs> Twitter sometimes is the land of the complain, so I'm like I'm just I'm just not gonna follow you no more. So and it's simple. So I think detoxing that has helped me a lot. So when I do get on social media and I scroll, it reminds me to get back to work. It reminds me like oh my God, look at the way she just made that meal. I'm gonna go make my meal. Like it's like small little things like that. Like my my feed encourages me now. But another thing I do is just um, I like to put um, a schedule on things. And I noticed that when I take my time seriously, I, t- I take my life seriously. <laughs> That's how it feels. <laughs> like when I value time, I value my life. So um, I try my heart, my my best, like to stick to a schedule. Like, okay, this is the time you're off social media and let that be bad. How do you do it? How do you deal with it?
1: Girl, I'm still figuring yeah. it out. <laughs> I definitely have... Like unfollowed anything that doesn't align with me as well, and that has helped a lot. But I do still find myself, um, you know, looking at certain things that make me feel bad or whatever. And I have gotten better at at noticing that and like putting my mm-hmm. phone away. But that's definitely something that's still a work in progress for me. And also not letting myself get triggered by like certain things that I see that I may not agree with or whatever. I'm just learning that. You know, I can't involve myself in those things because it's it's at the end of the day, it's going to affect me in a negative way. And I think it's important that we curate our social media to be something that's inspiring and uplifting. Um, because if we're not careful, then it can be really,
2: mm-hmm. really negative. Yeah, I love that. I love that word, curate.
1: I wanted to ask you, with you know, a lot of us being in quarantine and all of that stuff. I know in my state, I think. They said we're going to be on lockdown for, like, another three months. Oh, shit. Yeah, it just came out, like, I think an hour ago that California is doing another three months.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, no, that is horrific.
1: I know. So I was going to ask you, because I'm struggling over here, what advice do you have to, like, stay motivated to um, be active and and stay healthy throughout this time, especially when, you know, we're we're forced to be indoors and stuff like that. I feel like it's been so difficult for me to work out and move my body, and it's definitely taking a toll on me in many ways, and I'm sure many
2: people are feeling the same. Yeah, I mean, all right. So quarantine, for me personally, I feel like it has put the mirror up to the face, like, it has shown me my best moments, my highlight reel, and also my dark moments and who I really am and how, how quarantine has forced us to show up for real, show up for ourselves, mm-hmm. show up, period, and what that looks like. It looks different for everyone, showing up for yourself, so I, I, I just... I just think we really really needed this um honestly like it's just unfortunate that people are literally dying like this shit is devastating what we're going through is something we've never been through before and it is devastating but i think to stay focused and motivated is to like just go back to finding ways to tune in and listen to yourself like build a routine no matter what every single day build a routine and just small things like that like a routine it's going to help you stay motivated, to do things throughout the day. So off rip, get up and make your bed. Make your bed. This way you don't get back in it. Make your bed. Tidy it up. The first thing I do is make my bed. And I encourage all my clients to make their beds. Because once a bed is made, even if the room is a little dirty, it still look clean. It still look, it still look a lot better. <laughs> so get out the bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get out the bed. Make your bed. Make yourself a cup of tea and have a morning routine. Some people morning routine looks like off-rip. They start off with morning pages, so they just go journaling, like free write journaling for like 20, 15, 20 minutes. Some people like to stretch, you know? And some people just want to meditate or pray or move their bodies and just off-rip start a workout. Have a morning routine, no matter what, like whatever that looks like and feels good for you. Maybe start off doing all all the things I just named. Maybe start off with a five-minute meditation and then a journaling session and then stretch and a workout. Maybe all of that is your morning routine, but to have a morning routine. Now, the best way to even have a morning routine is to have a night routine, (laughs) because <laughs> if you go to sleep late or you don't have no type of idea on what you want to do tomorrow, the next day, like you just don't know, then your day is going to look like you don't know what to do all day. Like it's a direct like reflection of how shit is going to turn out to be. So I also say have a nighttime routine and in the night before you go to bed and in the morning when you wake up to just make sure you're not on the phone, like spend an hour not being on the phone before you go to bed and spend an hour yeah. in the morning not being on the phone
1: yeah i think that's really important and we people don't like we talk about morning routines all the time but i feel like people don't often talk about evening routines
2: um what is my nighttime routine like? oh girl i love yeah. my nighttime routine <laughs> <laughs> okay like, first this? things first right um whether i'm at my boyfriend's house or not um uh, well my partner i whether i'm at his house or not i um we're off the phones by like ten thirty, eleven. We're like off the phones, and we put them away, and we're very intentional on like our conversations and the shows that we watch. So off rip around like eight o'clock ish, I start my skincare routine. Uh, my skincare routine is like pretty pretty in depth. It's like a good thirty minute beautiful routine from cleansing to exfoliating to a mask, the whole work. So it's a good 30 minute routine. After my skincare routine, I like to read for 30 minutes. And I also like to journal. Sometimes I journal first and then sometimes I read, but I like to journal about the things that I'm grateful for that happen throughout the day. I believe that having a consistent spiritual practice or a consistent gratitude practice makes life a lot more full. Because even days that I, I want to cry, I'm sad. I just don't know what's going on. I don't know how I'm going to get where I need to be. Just writing down the things that made me happy or the things that I am grateful for reminds me that I am almost there. Every the time, like mm-hmm. it's just something about gratitude that, like, when it, it, I just feel like the universe meets us and it's like gives us a hug. Like you're here. Everything.
1: You know, oh, I love that. <laughs> I never thought. Of- yeah, yeah, that's
2: how I feel. I really feel like the universe fucks with us when we're more grateful. I think when we're not grateful and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, I need this. I don't got this. Ain't This ain't enough. When we have that type of mentality, they're like, oh, you you, you coming from like a scarcity kind of negative energy. Like we, we need you to fix that before we can help you. So coming through with the gratitude. I'm grateful for everything, for good health, I go crazy. I'm sometimes I'm so specific. Like I'm grateful that my hand worked to write this. I'm grateful that my computer is up. I'm grateful that Jasmine reached out to me and wants me to be on her podcast. Like I'm grateful to have a voice. You know, some people don't have voices. So I'm just like I just go in about gratitude and then after that, um, I read my book. And right now I'm reading the Five A. M. Club by Raman Sharma. And it's about like waking up early and having like a really good morning routine because it increases your productivity and spiritual wellness, all that good shit. But yeah, for the most part, that's what I do at night. I journal, read and do my skincare routine.
1: I love that. And I feel like that's also like a form of self-care. Like you're, you love yourself enough to like take this time out to do these things for yourself. Cause, uh, Like going back to kind of what you said about like your diet, like if one day, you know, you don't eat enough veggies not to
2: not to place your value yeah, on like, like your it's diet okay whatever. but tap in notice the day that you didn't mm-hmm. eat that many veggies how you feel just just, just right. how you feel and the same with a morning routine and a nighttime routine just how do you feel getting off my phone an hour before bed has changed my life <laughs> it has changed my life I just feel like I'm not worried about what everybody else is doing.
1: All right. Well, I wanted to ask, are there any last words you would like to share before I ask my last and final um, question for you? Like anything you would like to tell the
2: audience? I would like to say to be very careful of what you water because what we water grows. And I, I, I'm i a huge, I say this saying all the time because what we water grows. And just be very, very mindful on like what you pay attention to and what your... Um, Where your energy lies, like just making sure it you're nourishing yourself. Like you're having conversations that feel good, you're doing movement that feels good. You're finding an exercise routine that you can stay committed to, and just movement that you love, and just being intentional down to the music that you listen to. Like sometimes you can listen to your trap aggressive music, but also know when to zen. Know to turn your tonight echo mm-hmm. on and just like know, know when to tap into your spirit and know how to tap into your spirit because body has all the answers. It literally does. Our mind, our soul, our body has all the answers. We know what feels best because we live it. And also like don't let nobody tell you how to feel. Yeah,
1: I love that. I, that's super powerful. So my last question for you is, what does living your best glow life
2: Ooh, look like for you? My best glow life? Ooh, okay. <laughs> I feel my best and I feel most glowed up when I have a morning routine, and in my morning routine, I am setting out an hour or two for myself. I literally feel so good when I have a nighttime routine. And it's just one to two hours to myself to getting my skincare right, to drinking my water, to stretching my body. I feel best when I'm in routine and in rhythm with my spirit. And then I also just feel best when I am eating plant-based vegetables. I feel so good when I'm eating a ton of vegetables. I feel so good when I'm snacking on fruits and my skin feels so good. My skin just glows. My energy glows. <laughs> Everything is up. Everything is on the up and up when I'm doing good to myself. And I think that's what makes me feel so good. Like having a routine and sticking to it. And even on days that I don't stick to it, it's fine. And then also just having... um a really good diet that feeds my soul
1: yes I love that energy I need some of that I yeah
2: yeah thank you so much
1: um thank you so much for being on the podcast I was I was honestly so like over the moon when you replied so right away I was like oh my god I was not expecting you to reply like I was just like let me just email her but I really wasn't
2: expecting not shoot your shot always shoot your shot I was so grateful and then I looked at the name of the podcast and I listened to your voice and I was like oh she's a tourist this is gonna go so well like No, I'm really, really, really grateful for you. I think what you're doing is very important work. Um, You're still young, too. So this is just amazing. Like, you have to just keep going at it. Stay consistent on days that you don't want to do it or you feel lazy. Like, just do it. And just remember that you're inspiring people like me. And you're inspiring people who want to do better and want to feel better. And they want to glow.
1: Likewise. I feel the same about you and your work. And, like, I love... Um, like the workout challenge that you're doing um, on your social media and all of that is, is also so inspiring and um, helpful, like in your own way. And I love that. And I love your journey and like where you started and where you are now. So we're.
2: Thank you. We killing day. it. We keep on whatever. Like <laughs> no, we're killing it. Thank you so much.
1: But um, where can um, the audience find you and your Okay. Work? So you where
2: can find me at. Times? On Twitter and on Instagram at L E A R I E L L E S I M O N E and it stands for Lay Ariel Simone. My real name is Ariel Simone. Just put the lay in front of it. And then my website is arielsimone.co. And I'll
1: and I'll link everything. Okay. All um,
2: right. Yeah, it's perfect. Notes. Oh my God, Jasmine, thank you so much. And I'm so, I'm looking forward to keeping up with your podcast and sharing it.
1: Thank you again for being on the podcast and thank you girls for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love if you could screenshot this episode, tag us in it. I love to see who's listening to the podcast. And as always, until next time, remember to just glow with it.